Quick Life. We are here with my girlfriend, Britt Klingler. Hi, guys. Britt's Foods. We are new friends, but we feel like old yes, friends. Yes, we do. For sure. <laughs> because we have been in the trenches. Uh, Bella's been on this incredible health journey, and you have really helped us understand how food can be medicine for the body, how it can ease a lot of pain if you eat what's right for your body, because there is so much confusion in this category. There, there really is. And you came upon this from your own personal experience. You had a health challenge to overcome and you realized how important food was in that. So why do so many doctors say what you eat has nothing to do with your health? Because they're not nutritionists and they, you know, they went to school to become doctors, but unfortunately they didn't study the benefits of the healthy eating and stuff. I mean, I'm sure as doctors, they know that healthy eating is important, but they don't, that is not something that they push because I feel, I don't honestly, I don't know why. Because really it seems don't. so confusing it's, to me. So when <clears throat> she had some issues and like she's in 10th grade now and sixth grade. And so we went through and I would do everything with her and we would say, okay, let's do a blood test of what you're allergic to. And right. then somebody said, okay, well, blood tests don't really work. You have to do the prick test. Then you do the prick test and you were like, oh, I'm not allergic. And so you go back to eating it. But then every time you eat it, it hurts your body. It hurts your stomach, dairy, gluten, all these things. So Absolutely. what is it? How You could not be allergic and still be affected? So personally, with my experience, when I, I had, I got diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease in 2013, after I gave birth to Dylan, mm -hmm. I actually got it from having a flu shot. I don't think I had ever had one before they recommended it because it was flu season. I took it and automatically you guys, I stopped feeling, I couldn't lift my feet off the ground. It was really scary. So I couldn't really, there was no treatment to do while it was still pregnant. So I had to wait till I gave birth and then get diagnosed. So you were basically not able to really move around not significantly. Mm -mm. I, I got it when I was seven How months terrifying. pregnant. terrifying. Really scary. And at first they were like, oh, maybe the baby's resting on a nerve. You'll be fine. Let's see what happens when you give birth because we can't find that out now. So I gave birth, it got worse. So I went and I went to a neurologist. They did a spinal tap and they diagnosed me with what they call CIDP. I'm like, I don't know, should I look here? Should I know, I no, here? you can't. It's very conversational. Right. You can talk to them, you can talk um, to me. But yeah, so, and I, my treatment options at that time, it was so rare at the time. Mm -hmm. it would, I think there were 2 million cases throughout the world at that point. Very little information. They didn't know about diet or anything like that. So I started doing research on my own. Um, the Livestrong website is actually what I found the most beneficial during that time. It was the only website on the internet that had any information about my disease or any, any others like them. And it recommended going gluten-free, dairy-free, and stop eating red meat. And so I did that immediately. About a month later, that's when I noticed I, I, I had severe pain going on. It would just crawl up my legs. Uh -huh. The pain started to subside. And there wasn't any way that the medicine could have done that that early on because the treatment takes a long, it takes years to take effect. So the diet, honestly, I believe is what personally saved me. So fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so no gluten, no dairy, 
no red meat much easier to do now than it even was right. five years ago. I mean, it used to be that you had to go to Whole Foods or Central Market. Now, any H-E-B, any Kroger. Any Trader Joe's. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, you can go to a small town like Rockport, Texas and go Absolutely. to the grocery store and find gluten-free. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Is it about inflammation? Inflammation, for me, it was. So, mm -hmm. basically, our, my symptoms were kind of like lupus symptoms. So yes. I had a lot of pain associated. So uh -huh. anything inflammation wise and or like grains and stuff like that, that was supposed to make it worse. Um, I don't know. I live strong. Honestly, that website is that was my saving grace. And so after I discovered all of that, that's when I started to cook for myself and I stopped eating out just so I wouldn't, you know, have anything extra in my food that I wasn't supposed to have. Uh, yeah. And Honestly, you guys, it's been, it's been a miracle. So, so fascinating. And, and what I loved is you have a catering business yes. and that's where I first met you. Yes. Was it Kelly Raybon? She hosted this super fun, intimate uh, Halloween meal. Cause I love, I mean, I don't decorate like she did, which oh was gosh. transforming the her best. home. But I mean, I love to set a table, make it beautiful, but the cooking part, mm, it's not for me. So Robin Bella cook, I clean, I go to the grocery store and buy everything. But even then I'm struggling with how do I be creative? How do I put it together? And you guys really created some interesting things, but you were saying that even those were healthy. Foods. Everything was gluten-free at that meal besides the desserts, but we didn't, we didn't do the dessert part, the salad, the dressing, the soup, the soup, maybe not as healthy as everything else just because you know we had to add some cognac in there so we could light the pumpkins on fire we, That's, we loved to you want to lit on fire pumpkin <laughs> at yes. a halloween party we love the drama if you go back to our feed you'll see it there yes. <laughs> actually i think i posted on instagram yesterday that's my favorite video ever but the lighting and the serving of the pumpkins and the, yeah, that was a really fun event. We love to tell a story with our food and even with our healthy meal prep. So we try to do Japanese, Thai, Korean, everything. It's so interesting. Yeah. So what I, um, you've hosted and designed some tablescapes with, in conjunction with us for events. And I find that you're really creative in the way you put it together. And I think a lot of people now are so aware of health allergies. Almost mm -hmm. every gala I go to, there's a question about if you want to have fish or if you're a vegetarian mm -hmm. or if you're, a I guess, a pescat a vegan. Okay, uh -huh. so let's talk about what your thoughts are about like those different, let's talk yeah. about the those diets, paleo versus keto. Oh, let's yeah, kind of go absolutely. through all that because it's a little confusing. Okay, so keto. You know, obviously you have your really unhealthy keto with all the cheese that you want, high fat. Is it kind I'm, of Atkins on steroids? It is, but personally for me with our business, I try to keep, we do heart healthy keto. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, because some of that keto, you can't, they say you can't sustain a keto diet no, for a lifetime. Absolutely not. I mean, it would not be healthy for your heart. Bacon or and cheese and cream. And I mean, that's the basis of keto. And so we make, we go healthy with it. So we yes. do cheese, but we don't throw cheese all over it and cover yes. it with, you know, we don't do heavy creams on everything. We kind of, mm -hmm. we tend to keep it heart healthy to a certain fat content. We, 
we do our we do macros on our menus so mm -hmm. people know what they're getting. So um, what is keto? Is a certain number of macros? Tell us well, what macros are. Okay, so macros basically you have your calories, your carbs, and your proteins. Okay. With keto, obviously your fat content is going to be higher because you have dairy, etc. And but with paleo and whole thirty, that's where you're dairy free. So ah. dairy free paleo whole thirty. On whole thirty, you can have potatoes. Um, sweet potatoes sweet or potatoes all potatoes? And potatoes, yes. Interesting. So can you have it really French weird. fries? Um, if not they're air fried. fried. Yeah, not, air not fried. like actual fried. Yes. But so that's an interesting thing there with that. But with paleo, um, you can still do the same. You can have all the potatoes and everything, but less. I'm going to have to. There's the, the honestly between paleo and whole 30, it's interesting because whole 30 is more so the portion control. So if you're doing ah. whole 30, you basically don't want to go over 4.5 grams, uh, four, sorry, 4.5 ounces of protein at each meal. So it's mainly oh, basically 30 and Whereas 30. keto, you could load up on an entire yes. cow if you wanted. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Or, you know, in our case, heart healthy keto, I'm still portioning you. So you're going to be heart healthy. You're not going to be getting over 30. I mean, let's say a keto. I mean, honestly, some of these meals, you guys that I've seen that they're selling 50 grams of fat. It's horrifying. Wow. Honestly, it really wow. is. So we don't go ever over around 20 and that's even on the higher side. So we interesting. It. Yeah. And do you, believe in some part of calorie counting? Is there still some truth I, to like the Weight Watchers way of looking at it? I or is that more portion control? Yeah, I say portion control. Honestly, if you could, the best thing you could ever do for yourself is eat, you know, six meals a day, but who has time to do that? So yes. uh, as long as you portion yourself and eat moderate size meals and don't overdo it and stay moderately healthy and hey guys i don't i still eat red meat now back then when i was on that yeah it was too it, much yes and so it did it i for years i didn't what, is, mm -hmm. what was it probably three years i went with eating very low dairy none in the beginning that was the hardest part by the way i miss my cheese because you know girl i'm a cheeseaholic cheese. and i'm a chocoholic <laughs> me too and um I've made a decision. Um, we decided to go beach instead of ski for right. spring break. So January one, I cut out French fries, bread and chips. Love it. And it's really cut down a lot of inflammation oh, for yeah. me. Sodium um, too, I'm sure. Yes. But I find that I did not give up tequila, champagne and dark chocolate. So I almost feel like I've <laughs> had more of those things. I so I don't know if that's completely uh. good. I know. And Bella said, why don't you give up all of it? I'm like, because I still want to live. Yes. It's, it is impossibly hard to do. I've, I have tried. So almost, <laughs> I find that if you give up too much, then you just don't do it at all. No. And then you're restricting yourself and restricting is the worst thing because then you feel like you can't have anything and then you want everything. So. so what about those diets where you can, you are totally restricted for six days. I did that for a while. And then you oh. eat anything you want then for you one crazy. day. Like... Oh, that's got to kill it's your body not good for you. It's bad for your heart too. Because really your is. body is like all pure, clean, whatever. And then one day, like all of it, it's like, nothing is honestly the war. And that's the, I feel like that's the main problem with people that 
try to go on these fad diets or, you know, they're trying to lose weight really fast, they end up gaining weight. Because, okay, let's talk about the fad diet yeah. thing. The medication for diabetes that people are getting the shots, girl. I know. Someone shared that on my Facebook the other day. They were like, I don't have, if I had this, I would lose the five pounds. I'm like, don't do that. That's terrible for you. I don't, I, it is a thing. I yeah, if you don't it. have diabetes, it's not healthy for yeah. you. Yeah, and it's also, it's really bad. Isn't it terrible for your thyroid also? I haven't, I mean, I looked at it and I have to say I was tempted. I was like, ooh, easy way to lose My weight. My dad takes it. He's thin as a rail. Oh, wow. Interesting. And it's super expensive. It is. Like everywhere from $1,000 a month to 2000 a wow. month is what oh I've heard. Gosh. Like super oh expensive. My, that's insane. I, I wonder if it's the same if you're over the age of 80 or 75, because that's, I had no idea it was that much money, but yeah, he, is, Who he loves it. No, <laughs> so fascinating. Okay. So let's talk about family culture, what you grew up with yeah. and how that affects what you eat as an adult. Interesting. Okay. So I grew up in a Jewish household, uh -huh. but my mom never cooked. So, I mean, very rarely. I grew up with grandparents that cooked. So, mm -hmm. but for me, my cooking actually started with my best friend's mother. I was about oh, five years old. Yeah. It's, um, Cindy Rose actually was the one who got me cooking. So, uh, five years old. Oh my old. God. Now Cindy, she's a character. Yes. Yes. She <laughs> is a character. I cannot imagine how fun as a five-year-old to be in her kitchen. Yep. So she is who got me into cooking and you know, she's always had a healthy knack for cooking for Dr. Franklin. So, uh -huh. I mean, yeah, that's, that was who got me into it. And was it baking or was it cooking where there were Dinner. specific things being Jewish? Did you cook a Shabbat meal where there's mm. certain like matzo balls? Like, mm. I don't know all the words to say. Cause yeah, actually. So with, with Cindy, I didn't learn any of my Jewish cooking with the Jewish cooking. That was all my grandmother mm -hmm. and my dad actually, who makes really good matzo balls. Um, but my mom never really cooked. So I always wanted to learn to cook on my own. And so thank God I did because here we are today. <laughs> and here's your passion. Yes, and I find that is. most guests that I interview that are truly connected to their category mm -hmm. of the world had a life experience that kind of directed them in a way that it was something that helped save them or change them. Yeah. And then they're so moved by it that they want to do it for other people. And I, um, we had an amazing, so Bella's doing low histamine, mm -hmm. which are basically low inflammatory foods. Right. And so it was surprising that strawberries are high in inflammation, but yet a blueberry. It, it was all a weird kind of, so and it was so good. You walked us through, we went to our HEB, mm -hmm. you walked us through, we picked up packages like uh, salad dressing mm -hmm. has causes inflammation. Yeah. It has, all of it has vinegar. And Virtually the soy, guys, every, the soy. The soy is uh, a big part, right? It's the worst. And it's, I don't, it's especially here in America. When you, I mean, basically everything. Everything with preservatives. Yeah, I mean, 
to anything that you so look at. So a soy at. a preservative? Is it a carrying it's, agent? So a soy, okay, this, it's always soybean oil. I guess they use it as, as a filler or something. I'm not really sure why But they even do in low-cal, healthy things. Mm -hmm. So don't think even because it says organic that it doesn't mm -hmm. have soy. And if it, the first three ingredients are soybean oil, put it down. Seriously. Okay, that's a great one. Really, it's, it's okay. always about where it's like in America, mm -hmm. everything's different with how they label ingredients. But I know that if you, if it's the first three, it's really high in the soybean oil. But if it's under that, it's lower. But me personally, okay. I personally try to stay away from a lot of soy just I don't know. I've talked to a lot of nutrition nutritionists that have dealt with people that have had cancer, et cetera, and they've mm -hmm. always told me just if you can avoid it. And let's talk about corn, GMO. Corn. Okay. Yeah, that's another thought. I know, right? It's I didn't really know about <laughs> GMO until a few years ago. Growing up, that wasn't really something. And we had corn on the cob all the time. So is all corn or is it just Honestly, GMO added or corn syrup? When I, corn syrup, definitely. For sure. So anything, anything that, first three listings, soy, corn syrup. Corn syrup is, yeah, definitely. Sugar. Sugar. Well, are they different? Corn syrup and sugar, yes, totally different. So okay. the corn syrup, it's it's okay. made from corn, and that is definitely GMO for sure. Okay, um, and what does I GMO do? G I don't honestly that I need to look it up. I no, that's been okay. I yeah, mean, this is we definitely should, should we just know, this, so. but we don't have to know why. We just know that it's something that yeah. um, I think it well, also turns to sugar in your body, and it turns to fat more quickly or something. So it's just, it's less easy for right. your body to process it and digest it and you're not using it for energy. Right. So the other thing that you said was added sugar. Added sugar, right. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that just have sugar. Like you can hardly eat during the day without getting carbs, but it's the added sugar that make carbs. Okay, so no, like uh, for your like white bread. Are they totally different? Totally different. Totally. Okay. I mean, so carbs over here and sugars yes, over here. So say you. But have, sugars are in carbs. Yes. So but white not bread, necessarily it carbs are not necessarily in sugar. Exactly. So okay. say you've had a bunch of bread or something, just regular white bread. Oh yeah. White bread once it goes into the body, it processes as sugar. So. So it's that's, as though you ate a chocolate bar. It's as though you, it's, that's how your, yeah, your body, I mean, but I'm sure with cho chocolate, at least, I mean, if it's at least there's chocolate, some, there's some health benefits there. <laughs> but, See, that's yeah. why I have chocolate. We're going to get to why I drink Prosecco and tequila later too. Yeah. Hey, actually tequila it, on, on a diet, it's the best alcohol because you can Because it's have. the least sugar. Mm -hmm. Is it no carbs or low carbs? No carbs. It's made from, um, What's it called? Uh, agave. Agave, yeah. So there's no carbohydrates in it. So if you saw something that had agave in it, that would be okay? Not agave syrup, though. It's actually not agave no. syrup. I so thought there was a, something there was a with huge it. huge myth behind that one. Okay. People were using it in the early 2000s for sweetener. And then, I mean, once you look like into it. Like instead of sugar, like that yes. was supposed to be better for them? And it's not. Like it, it really, truly isn't. So. I mean, but then the other day a study came out saying erythritol was bad, which is a completely, it's a, a non, it's a, a sweetener that has no sugar in it. That is a derivative of sugar alcohols, but they're saying it's bad for your heart. And this came out 
three days ago. So, I mean, this is for my industry, it's not good either because this is what we use to sweeten, you know, our desserts that are keto and paleo and stuff like that. So now we will have to find an alternative as well. So, I mean, you know, it's wow. Okay. So what about, so blue zones is a big part of our podcast. We talk about people living to be centenarians, a hundred years old. And so there's these factors, seven of the nine are about connection and community Mm -hmm. and living in community. But a big part of blue zones that I don't normally talk about is the food part of it. And, and Dan Buettner says to not eat everything on your plate and to eat part of it and to eat, I believe eating slow is another part of it. Slow is important. Uh, So are there, um, do you find that there's certain threat, like could just go, a lot of it is like going back to the way it used to be. Like is natural better? So like natural sugar should be better than anything that man makes. Yes. Because it came from the ground. Yes. And And there's some diet. Genetically modified organism made in a lab. Absolutely. As long as we are mindful and don't overdo it and eat wisely. Exactly. Portion control. And you know, the thing, the, the things that are derived from this earth, yes, that is what we should be consuming. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> so, um, olive oil. Extra virgin, definitely. Oh, and by the way, the blue zone. So, I love that you brought that up. I um, recently watched that documentary with um, about the blue zones with uh, Zac Efron and whoever has, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I do not. It's amazing. Zach is, I know that name. He's a cutie pie. He, I should watch it. Maybe Bella will even watch it. She would love it. <laughs> and they go to, I can't remember where in Italy it is, where that blue zone is. Sardinia. It's Sardinia, exactly. Yes. And they, they study why it's a blue zone. <gasps> so that's definitely something you should check out. And I know that they're coming out with another season. So, so interesting. And it's a lot of it is communities Mm -hmm. taking time to slow down. Yeah. So the Italians, my heritage is Italian. They get together at five in the afternoon and they even have a cocktail together Mm -hmm. or drink mostly red wine, drink what the, um, there's a certain religious group, they actually pray together, but it's just about slowing down. And so for me being Italian, connecting with family meant you were eating and you were drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard for Bella to get to this place that she can't eat and drink with people in community. Yeah. So you kind of helped us find ways and her doctor has shared that older people get to this place where maybe they just eat five things over and over and over because they know that it's healthy. And I think as kids, I mean, certainly there was a day when she only had chicken fingers, mac and cheese and pasta with butter and pizza. (laughs) And that was the rotation. Uh So why couldn't we do grilled chicken, um, ground meat. That's, um, so, um, let's talk a little bit about if you are just, I mean, for me, Mm -hmm. let's, um, what I've said, like the next step after the grocery store visit is I want you to come to the house Mm -hmm. and I want to cook. I want to buy the ingredients. I want you to walk us through cooking different ways, seasoning, because I think people think of it's healthy 
it's gonna probably taste bad. No. And so, that's not yeah. true. You guys do it, but I'm scared. I understand. Like I'm I mean, scared. You, I'm not scared to put an outfit together right. with all the colors, but I am scared to ruin something in the kitchen. That's the kitchen. The cooking is that's my art for sure. And I know, I know. Like you're, you're a, like you're a food stylist yes. almost because totally. you present it in a pretty way. And we build a story. We try to. Yes. Know, everyone has their own dietary restrictions and so we, we yes. cater to everyone's personal needs and let i want to focus on getting her her favorite foods that she can have made healthy so yes uh, that we could do that and then find sweets that mm -hmm. are from maybe the sugars of a fruit right. that are okay for Monk her. fruit sweetener, actually. That's a great one. I forgot to bring that one up. That is one that I Monk absolutely love. Sweetener. Monk okay. fruit sweetener. So that's where, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. No more erythritol as of now, just because mm -hmm. of everything in the news this past week. Um, you know, I'm not really a baker, but we do, we have bakers on staff, etc. Mm -hmm. So that is the the route I would go. So if there's a sweetener you want to use, that would be, I would say that'd be the one for sure. For baking, for coffee, for <clears throat> anything, for tea. And so what are you doing if someone's gluten-free and they don't love eggs? What are some options for gluten -free breakfast? Gluten-free and doesn't love eggs. Okay. Let's see here. Ooh. Oatmeal cereal. Oh, um, Oatmeals, oatmeal we okay so there there are certain types of oatmeals that we could overnight oats and stuff like that that we uh -huh. could do does she not like eggs does she does did not know that okay so let's see hmm and i know she's not big into so she loves the pancakes you found this mm. pancake mix for her that doesn't yeah. have the kodiak or yes. it was yeah, yeah. great and okay. that is a good option so could a mom make Kodiak pancakes for their kids and have it be healthier for them too and not know that it was a healthy breakfast? Absolutely, for sure. And you know what else we could do? We could also put that the the mix into wa the wa a waffle maker, for sure. You could do a waffle maker. Oh, so then it looks, it. Different, it looks different, even though it's the same. Mm -hmm. So maybe you feel put like some like bananas or uh, sunflower butter on top of it, or, you know, um, we could do, what about, um, like those acai bowls or whatever. Does, does she like that? Because I know that having smoothies are good she for her. She loves smoothie smoothies. Bowl. And so that's another thing. Do you have a protein mix that is like a good basis for smoothies? There's a are bunch you, of them that I like a lot. Okay, good. Yes. All right. So maybe I should look at that. And do you recommend everyone go with like lactate-free or coconut no, or everyone. almond? Honestly, that's, that's a matter of preference. Because it's such a fad. It really is. And so here's the thing. Look, I, we visit a farm once a month and they have this amazing milk that they, it's, uh, they're Guernsey cows. So it's a two proteins. It's that, that milk's incredible. Obviously not all milk is treated equally Yes, <laughs> for sure. And I, you know, a lot of people do have severe dairy allergies and et cetera, and it's just really not good for their personal bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I don't think everyone should be dairy free for sure. I think that. Oh, that's interesting. No, I think that, I think that dairy is fine in moderation and I couldn't imagine living my life without cheese personally. So, um, as long as you're not lactose intolerant or, I mean, there's a lot of conditions that for Bella, for instance, you know, mm -hmm. she might not be able to have cheese in the beginning, but hopefully soon, you know, 
down the road. And are there other cheeses? Are there there's some cheeses that are okay, yes. right? Parmesan, Romano, uh, Reggian, uh, Parmesan, yeah, Parmesan, Romano, and Pecorino are the lowest. But not Parmesan. Parm. No, you said Parmesan. Mm -hmm. And then and Romano. Not, and not mozzarella. Mozzarella is not as healthy for you. No, it's pretty high on the milk culture scale. So. Interesting. So how would one rank that if they're looking at cheeses at a grocery store? Parm Romano all the way start there. And those are also your lowest in fat, lowest in everything like dairy wise that if you're going low dairy, that's what you want to go with are those Interesting. two cheeses. Sure. And then lunch, people think if they get a salad that they're getting a healthy lunch, but sometimes the dressing. The dressing. <laughs> so let's talk about, so is yeah. oil and vinegar the best dressing? Oil and vinegar is, is great. Italian the best? Ital you know, honestly, we, we make all of our own dressings in house. So, and uh -huh. we, we try to put the healthiest ingredients, extra virgin olive oil, vinegars. Mm -hmm. I love vinegar. I, I love anything fermented as well. I think it's for me personally, it's that's, I mean, not for me personally, for everyone, it's extremely healthy fermented foods, kimchi, pickles, all that stuff. Just as okay. long as it's, um, made, made healthy and Interesting. not over, over. So is it salted. about the calories in it or about the carbs in the it or what is it? process basically like how everything breaks down in the acid and the vinegars in the body, you know, have you, you know what kombucha is? Yes. So let's Same talk about that. that. Do yes. you recommend that once a week? I love it. I love it, especially times? for people that have stomach issues. I mean, I don't really? know about her specific one. I actually need to research it, but research Yeah, because I feel like that's kind of, I know Danette was the first one to introduce me to it, and it's kind of a good reset. It's amazing. Uh, Reese has a terrible case of colitis. He's had it for years. Oh, wow. And um, he became a chef I because know. of it? Well, no, but he was, or he, he actually got diagnosed with it when he was becoming a chef. So he was on the line one day and then started having issues and went to the doctor and had his colonoscopy, realized he had uh, colitis pretty badly. And so he follow, he follows a pretty strict diet as well. And co he drinks kombucha three to four times a week. He says that it completely, wow. anytime he's having any outbreak or anything, he likes that even like with his, with or without his, um, what are the, I can't think of the name. What are the, what's the medicine you take for your stomach? Um, hmm? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't we'll think of it yeah, later. To keep the, you know, your stomach calm. Yes, basically. I'll think Tom's, Rolaids. No. Um, Maalox. No. It'll, it's It'll come to you later. healthy. <laughs> yeah. Not. Um, it's not a medicine. Yeah, like it's vitamins sticky. basically for your stomach, but I cannot think of okay. the word right now. That's acidophilus. There we go. Never would have known it's, that. Yeah, I do that's not know what acidophilus is. Yes. So you should have yogurt or you should not have yogurt because so yogurt's dairy. The cultures that are in the kombucha, and yes, actually, okay. so if you have a stomach issue like what he has, mm -hmm. acidophilus is the best thing you can have for sure, whether it be in the form of kombucha or the form of yogurt, So, which is weird because it's totally two different things, but it's the same type of culture. It's a... It's actually a bacteria, which is, Interesting. I know, but it's very good for the body. <laughs> I actually, we have brewed it ourselves as well. Um, 
it gets a little interesting because it grows this scoby on the top, but the big, I know, but the bigger the scoby, Ew. the healthier. I know it's crazy, but I know natural, natural medicine, healthy eating. It is. So it's <laughs> like, um, like the, um, like the, from the Indian reservations, what they used to mm -hmm. use from the earth. And like, um, I remember growing up, people would say ancient Chinese secret, but like those things that <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they, um, I met one woman and she, um, at this, um, great, um, uh, fabric place in Rice Village and she was like this is what you need to do and she like wrote down her little recipe I was like oh my god that's that so cute so, that's so awesome but I think that people <laughs> come from and it's also culturally what you're eating based upon where you live oh, too. Absolutely. And I had this really interesting conversation with an Indian diamond dealer. We do a lot of work with um, GK. And he was telling me that in the Indian culture that they would be meat eaters if they lived inland mm -hmm. where there were um, animals grazing that they could eat and if they and they would be fish eaters if they lived by the ocean right and it it was like these different sects and then it became religious but it was also because of what was most efficient before right. there was electricity and what would go bad and like I remember one of the funniest things is when I'm in Italy if you ask the Italians to put Parmesan on your fish they think you're crazy because they never <laughs> want to connect right something seafood with milk totally. and you cannot have a coffee after a seafood meal and put cream in it or you're a gauche American yes. making horrible choices <laughs> but now that there's um, refrigeration, it's not necessarily true. It's more of a tradition than it is a reality. Right. Definitely. So, I, I love that. I, I love that you, you brought that up. I don't, um, I don't think about my own, my, yeah, I don't, I don't think about that part enough. I, I need to be more mindful of the, the way that my family cooked growing up and bring that more into my daughter's life now, I think. Well, my, um, my family heritage is Italian and Irish. I'm 51 Italian, 49 Irish, okay. but my dad's cooking kind of was so a part of our life. Although my grandmother, my Irish grandmother cooked a lot, but the Italian side was so pronounced. And so it was more about like artichokes, but we had artichokes mm. with stuffed bread and cheese and olive oil Yum. versus steamed with lemon. Right. You had it the delicious way. Well, <laughs> yes. certainly more fattening. Absolutely. And um, we were Catholic, so during Lent you weren't eating meat on Fridays. And my grandparents were very poor, and so they didn't have money for food all the time. So my grandmother would take hard boiled eggs and take the shells off and put it in her red sauce. And we would have 
meatballs. Uh, instead of meatballs, we would have hard-boiled eggs. Oh, wow. Okay. And then when you cut open the egg with the red sauce, the yolk in the middle with the red sauce is a really interesting... Mm, sounds like a shashuka almost. I love that. That sounds delicious. So I think there's things like people would come over and go, you have eggs in your pasta sauce? Yeah, that that's it's, it's very it's Turkish. It's Middle Eastern. It's, yeah, that's they use the, um, the harissa and they... They bake the egg in the middle. That seems like it derives from the same recipe. I love that. That's it's really so, cool. It's really interesting. It is. It really is. Um, and what do you think about Tex-Mex and <laughs> Tex barbecue? And oh, like, I think it's funny because I grew up with hunters in our family. And it seemed like if you got, if you caught game, you had to eat it. Yes. You don't just kill it for the sake of no killing way. it. And if you don't want to eat it, then you donate it to a part of the community where you are. So people from that community can eat it. Yes. But I think I thought it was so funny that if it didn't taste good, you put bacon around it or added jalapenos. <laughs> right. You really can't taste it. <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah, I agree that anything you hunt, you definitely can can't let that animal die in vain without enjoying a delicious meal. Yes. Um, yes, I feel like messing that up would be a crime to the poor animal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, personally, barbecue. I love it. I mean, I love all forms of it. Um, it's rodeo season. It is so rodeo tis season. the season for barbecue. Love barbecue. Those barbecue sauces are total uh, sugar. So we actually make our own. Tell uh, me about that. How can you make a barbecue sauce lower in sugar? Vinegars. So we do it Carolina style. And it's delicious. So much better for you. Also tasty. And there are a lot of sugar-free alternative barbecue sauces now. Even Sweet Baby Ray's makes a sugar-free barbecue sauce. Not that it's healthy, but it's better it's than. better than. Exactly. So there are options now. Um, it's surprising. Yeah, I was at HEB the other day. There was probably around 10 sugar-free barbecues in the barbecue section. You just have to look off to the side, and they have a little designated sugar-free section. So that was at the Meyerland HEB. So I don't know about every HEB, but it's worth a shot. Um, Tex-Mex, that's another good one. Um, I like Tex-Mex, but I think I prefer the, I prefer real Mexican food. Yes. Okay. Tell us what the difference is. Oh man. Okay. So Tex-Mex is queso. Tex-Mex is queso. Tex -Mex it's a lot of grease and a lot of fat. Totally. Real yeah, Mexico I, City. Mexico City is a great mm, foodie one, destination. One of the biggest in the world. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, so what, what would they cook in Mexico City that might be different than a Tex-Mex place here? Is it the way they cook the meat? The way they cook the meats, they, they integrate the seafood into it, not just the shrimp. You know what I mean? Here, you're either getting shrimp fajitas, chicken, mm -hmm. or beef. It's mm -hmm. simple. It's papacitos, you know. Rice and beans. Yes, rice and beans. There, you're not going to see a bunch of rice and beans. You, you might not even see tortillas. You you know, it's it's all about the you spices. You don't arrive and, and they don't put uh, chips on the table? Oh, no chips on the table. <laughs> Thank God, because that's my hardest thing to oh, avoid. Yeah. So lately I've been asking for um, the sheets of lettuce that they use as an alternative to tortillas, oh. and I dip the queso with that. Oh, that's So genius. at least I'm not getting 
getting. And then what do you think about pork rinds? Because we eat pork I rinds. I man. So, and look, they... They're I all over H-E-B. They used fine. to just be at the cheesy, like, 7-Eleven when I was young, but I still had them. Remember when Adkins was all the rage? Like, when oh, it first yeah. came out in the South Beach diet and all that? Oh, guess. People were scarfing up pork rinds then. There are so many worse things you can eat. I mean, obviously... Uh, pork rinds aren't like the greatest thing in the world for you, but there are certainly, there's better than sitting around eating Lay's potato chips or anything like that. So, I mean, the sodium content, maybe not so great either, but you know, everything in moderation, right? Yes. And so, uh, tell us about like, are there when you go to do dinner parties for people, are yes. you do you have a signature thing that you do, or do they say, "I want to serve Italian," and you come up with something? Oh, yeah. Or absolutely, tell so us you, a little bit about some of the themes and the different things that sure. you do. So, okay, so you know, for Kelly's, we did a whole Halloween theme with yes. flaming pumpkin soups, etc. Uh, we just did a Greek themed Super Bowl party for a Greek family. They wanted all Greek cooking, so we do all kind of all different types of things like that. Slovaki, lamb chops, tzatziki, and all all the good stuff. Uh, we have done an Italian night. So Reese loves to do that one. We do stuffed seafood cannelloni. We've done lasagna, baked ziti. That's, yeah, Italian night's always a good one. We do sushi. Mm -hmm. um, we can oh, do all different types of... We've done crudo. We've done... He does Korean very well too. Korean, Thai, Chinese. All right. So what are the differences between those? Okay. Korean, I, Thai, Chinese. Uh -huh. Okay. So Thai food. I'm spicy? A, very, but we can make it not spicy. Lots of curries in the Thai. We do green. Is that curry. a noodle or a rice base? Um, actually both or neither. So last week we oh, did. Cause clients. I would think of it as being heavy carbs. Mm-mm. So last week I did carrot noodles. So I just shaved carrots into noodles. And so then, then that becomes the base uh -huh. instead of the carbs. Yes. And then in the curry, it's just all the spices and then there's coconut milk. And so that's your base. And then you have a bunch of lime. Then I put in eggplant, green beans, and then we put salmon and cilantro. Super oh my simple. God. That my mouth is healthy. watering. Gosh, I know. I wish I had. I wish I had extra food this week. I would have brought you food to have oh, on the podcast. Oh well, we'll have to time. get together. Sure. I would love that. <laughs> but no, anything like uh, as far as Chinese, Reese lived in China for seven years, and so he was in the he was in Sichuan, the province of China. So he loves to work with heavy spice, anything hot pot, anything. Szechuan chilies, anything peppercorn. Um, Interesting. Yeah. We've we've kind of done it all. We like. So, to... can you do that without soy, or all of it has? Oh soy? yeah, no, we can totally do it without soy. How? So, coconut aminos. That's a great one. That's my favorite oh, soy yes. alternative. Yes. Okay. Yes, and then also, I mean, there are other types of soy products that are less terrible for you than just regular soy sauce. Okay. There, we have, there's tamari, there's ponzu, but the thing is with a lot of them with ponzu, there's still gluten in it. So if you have actual celiac learning what to avoid, it's, it's weird. You would never think that a soy looking product would have gluten in it, but it does. So, um, you know, we just kind of have to, so does all soy have gluten? No. 
But all gluten doesn't have soy. There's gluten-free soy sauce, which they sell. You'll see in the soy, it's really weird. In the soy section, you'll see the kickamon or whatever, and you'll see gluten-free soy. And then uh -huh. the regular soy that has gluten in it. And then you'll see ponzu sauce. But the ponzu, there's no gluten-free ponzu. The ponzu is basically the soy product that has uh, citrus in it. So like, when you go to a sushi bar and you taste the citrus looking brown stuff on the top, it's always the ponzu. But if you have celiac, then you're going to leave not feeling so well. So it's, it's everything. Just... I know it's crazy. Everything is an issue in the food world. <laughs> like you it know. just makes me so anxious. Like I feel scared to go to the grocery store. So I just don't try new things. Oh. I know that's... that's why um, I just really, um, I think it's important to just figure out, like maybe come up with some new things that we can put throughout our journey. And I love that um, you're gonna do the amazing food for our luncheon with Christy Lynn. Yes, I can't wait. We're hosting an amazing luncheon and a dessert afternoon on March 28th, mm -hmm. Tuesday. So how, um, how do you prepare do you have to cook on site or do you bring it all cooked so with you and one, heat it up? Since she has an on-site kitchen, so here's the deal. We we work with it all. We we just did a, a catering at the Porsche dealership the other day. Obviously no kitchen on site. So when it's stuff like that, we make it work. We warm it up in sternos. We have equipment to heat the food back mm -hmm. up. But obviously it's much easier when there's a kitchen. So for this particular event, we'll probably arrive two hours early and cook everything there. Wow. Yes. Okay. Super impressive. And then you said that you work with other people in regards to the desserts mm -hmm. because do you find that everybody eats desserts or only half? No, I have, we have half and half for a while. We had a healthy paleo keto baker on staff, uh -huh. but after a while, people stopped wanting healthy yes. desserts as much. They're like, Hey, we're, we're if not I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. Right. Exactly. And so, I mean, Hey, and there's still a lot of calories and a lot of fat in those desserts, but they're just low in sugar and everything else. Um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I think I no, I'm just, um, I'm fascinated because I do so many events Yes. and you try to figure out, I feel like most of the time, if it's a ladies event at lunch, you're not going to get a lot of people that are really eating anyway, because they're among their friends. True. True. But then if you've been drinking for a while, then you want more food a little bit Absolutely. later. Absolutely. <laughs> or we have our events that start at six o'clock in the evening and everyone's starving and they've just come from work and it's the six to eight, everyone's eating. So it honestly just depends on the event. You know what I mean? Any event that we have that's happy hour, you have many eaters. Our lunch events, our brunch events, you know, it just depends on how many glasses of wine you're in, I guess, at that point. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us about, um, you are great at a theme. Tell us some new themes that you have coming up. Ooh. Okay. So I'm excited about this Christy Lynn event for uh -huh. sure. Definitely the Paris garden oh, party. Gorgeous. And I mean, everything is vision board on this one. The vision board that mm -hmm. was brought, that's what the dessert bar will look like. We'll have the beautiful French bust with the flowers coming out of it. And we, like I said, we love to tell a story with our food and we like it to be 
not just food, but art and a focal point of the event and, uh, you know, catering, mindful catering, I guess. And um, yeah, so we're going to have French macaroons and um, French pastries, like little mini uh, profiteroles and um, eclairs and stuff like that. And we're going to have frittatas and quiche. Uh, champagne vinaigrette, salads, and fruit cups, etc. But we're really, really excited, and it's going to be beautiful. Yay! So when you get to travel, where are your places on your list, or are you even traveling right, right now? now? No, with every. I mean, maybe during the summer. I have a ten-year-old in school, and yes, we uh, recently in the last year, two years, switched schools and everything. So we've been dealing with all that. Um, traveling we definitely honestly this year i hope to get back to it big time reese and i would love to go to greece he's been well he's honestly we've both we've traveled a lot both of us especially him because he's lived all over asia mm -hmm. and everything but we also want to get back to china too so and now that it's opening <clears throat> up maybe yeah. that will be an option japan thailand china korea the whole yeah so hopefully this or next year at some point and also we want to go to ireland that's the top one on our list he's oh irish. that's interesting that's and like, i don't find i mean I, being irish i don't even know what i think irish food is i know bangers and mash food. is that what it is delicious pub food it's bangers and mash it's fish and like chips fish and chips yeah it's shepherd's pie it's guinness stew all the hearty winter foods yes because it's so cold there always it is delicious though but yes you're right it's, it's there's heavy. not it's and for being hearty. in texas it's so hard to so hearty yeah um, but yeah, that, that trip won't be as much about the food, more so the culture. Cause he hasn't been, and he's, his, his blood is, he's pure Irish. So oh, interesting. I know he's black Irish. So we have to, Ooh. I know this is he a fighter Spanish. So I guess okay. they, the black Irish, um, they came from Spain. So his whole family is from, um, I forget what part of Ireland, but the whole family's from the same spot. It dates back hundreds and hundreds of years so that will be hopefully our first trip this year and then maybe um, Asia or Greece wonderful yeah well let's talk a little bit about fashion yeah, you're going yes. to all these fashion events do oh. you prefer to dress as a chef or do you like to dress up how do you feel about both depending yes. on the event so uh -huh. if there's a theme we like to have our staff go with that theme like yeah we had the pajama party uh -huh. um if there's ever any a color way or anything we do try to integrate that into mm -hmm. our staff and for me personally it depends on the event i will wear my chef coat if it is a corporate event or something like yes. that if it's something more laxed and i'm not serving the food personally mm -hmm. bring it on <laughs> yeah it's, i usually do though like for sacks when we did that event yes there, yes that was beautiful i did I did wear my apron, Your, but I yes, still had I on a gown. Over that. That. Yes. So, you know, I kind of make it work both, both ways. The Crocs though, not going to lie. The shoe issue with being a chef, it's not the <laughs> cutest. So I just try to hide my feet. And so no one sees the Crocs. <laughs> and your mom is a fashionista. She You've is. said that she oh, owns gosh. Birkins and she loves their mess and loves. brands. So for you, did you grow up a total girly I girl? I grew up a total girly girl. I grew up 
fashion, going to New York every six months, which wow. now my daughter take is taking that place. She goes with my mom <laughs> on her shopping trips twice a year to New York now. So it's perfect because now it's, they go in April every year. And, um, yeah, so it's, I guess it's a rite of passage now, you know, it is, <laughs> but yeah, no, she's, um, we need to get her in here big time. She's been talking about it too. She has a lot of, um, a lot of Birkins that she can't wear anymore because they're too heavy for her shoulder now, you know, all the big ones. But that's real life. And people say, mm -hmm. why would someone get rid of this? And I say, everybody, yeah, people, um, people have an idea of what they want, but then what they really use right. changes. And then sometimes life changes where they need, they have different things that they want to do. Maybe a trip's come up exactly. that they want to fund or they want to buy a vacation home. And yep. so they look in their closet and they see where they can get <laughs> yes. the money to do it. And so that's really the benefit of buying a luxury brand oh, is yeah. something that surpasses time and then also your sweet daughter could inherit it from her and it will have meaning exactly so i have to point out that you came with this fabulous jewelry and i was like oh, oh. i love your jewelry and you were like oh i might have borrowed mom. it from yes. mom we i we had a gala to go to two weeks ago so i borrowed jewelry and i still have it so <laughs> i wore it today Actually, she was going to style me for this when we were going to do it. Um, I think we Early. weren't we planning. I think we were planning to do it like a week ago I know. at one point. Girl, but it just keeps everything's a moving target. Really we're is. living the authentic life. We are. Every we day. Really, <laughs> every single day. You're every so right. moment. <laughs> uh, no, it's never a dull moment. Right before I came here, I was busy dealing with a cat cone. A cat, one of those cones for my cat. <laughs> Don't they get so upset? They're like, I know I'm so unattractive. all over the house he's he's depressed he can't even stand it he's been he bites at his paw and he has like some it's when i leave for like more than a few hours so he needs catty kitty kitty xanax so <laughs> oh my we god have, we need to get him with grace it's kelly unbelievable and you guys he's 24 pounds he's huge oh my god <laughs> Does he uh, eat table scraps? No. Cats he won't can't, eat right? anything. Like, can the they? Thing, well, my other cat is odd. I have a three pound cat and uh -huh. a 24 pound cat. The mini, we have a little mini Japanese, like one of those Japanese minis. <laughs> She'll come up and eat cream and cheese and all oh, that's kinds right of they're supposed to like cream yeah, yeah but they're, it's like really bad for them though and but the other one will only eat tuna sushi not the yellowtail not the salmon just the tuna i don't know i have some interesting pets so very discerning palate oh of your God. pets even. yeah oh and how does your daughter do you do that we call it the no thank you bite bella went to camp and they told them they had to try every single thing on the table oh and if they didn't like it they didn't have to eat it but they called it the no thank you I bite it was one at bite our camp i need to find out I'll, I'll ask at school pickup today if we had the no yeah but i think uh, but it gets them to try something because apparently you have to try something yep. a few times to develop a palate absolutely is your daughter's palate pretty advanced or <sighs> okay. does she still like to stay in her zone phases okay so she is very advanced with she loves sushi she uh -huh. loves chinese food she mm -hmm. loves to go for a Mongolian hot pot. She oh my God, that's hilarious. I Mom, I want a Mongolian <laughs> hot pot. Happy lamb. <laughs> Just, she wants, she loves, loves ramen, like not, yeah. not the gross ramen, you know, the real ramen, but all of that stuff. Um, oh, lately, she 
has been trying new things. We went through a phase where she wouldn't try anything new for years. Um, I think it's, you know, getting to be 10 and it's also bribery involved at times. I'm like, hey, if you try this, I'll let you have a popsicle or something like that. But it gets her to yeah, try these things. I think it's and good. It's, she's, yeah, no, she has a great palate. I'm very lucky. I often pick her up from school and they're like, you know, your child is one of the only ones that visits the salad bar every day. It's so <laughs> yeah, funny. supposed to have a colorful <laughs> plate. Yes. So she's very good about that. Um, I do serve, like they, the parents can come and volunteer and serve uh -huh. lunch. I have I served lunch. So cute. I love yeah. that she does the salad bar because, you know, I definitely didn't when I was a kid. Exactly. That, yeah. So it's, she's. She's a very, what about, I'm sure Bella too. I know. She had she, a very discerning palette and she would always, um, but the hardest thing was when she was three, we rented an apartment in Paris for um, nine, I mean, for nine months, for three months. And in that zone, she would not eat any white cheese. And that's all there was in oh Paris Lord. was white cheese. Yeah. So literally she had pasta with butter and then we would bring peanut butter with us because, and there was only one place to buy peanut butter and she would eat bread with cheese. So pan et beurre. Oh, yes. yes. So that was That's so, so funny. Uh, no color. <laughs> yeah. No color in anything she was eating. And then we would just order a bowl of marinara with um, the red sauce with the meat in it. But now she's found out that the tomato sauce really affects her right. tummy so, with so inflammation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and she's just always had a sweet tooth. I mean, she baked with my mom from the time she was little and it's my my mom's it lives nearby and it's been a big part of our journey is them eating together so um it's been it's been hard because i use food as a celebration mm -hmm. as a depression as a reward as a i mean so it just has been this way that i taught her so it's right. been a new it's where the way you communicate it's the way you connect so it's been a, a journey rethinking it but i i love how creative you are with it and what you offer us and i'm excited for what's to come thank you and thanks for being our podcast thank guest. you i loved it you guys thanks so much okay guys awesome. keep tuning in Yes.